Yesterday, the Toronto Zoo announced a new vaccine policy. It's mandatory. Here to talk about the specifics, Dolph DeYoung, who is the CEO of the Toronto Zoo. He's been on the show before. Thanks so much for having uh, the time for us this morning. Good morning. Look forward to chatting. So this policy extends beyond staff. Um, it is pretty wide sweeping. Do you want to uh, talk about the parameters and why you uh, brought this in? Yeah, this was a really tough journey for us as we started digging into it and, and you know, realizing that we're here uh, to serve animals, to serve the community. And, and the more research we did in working with our partners at uh, Toronto Community House and seeing the other precedents, we decided, you know, everybody entering the zoo site uh, needs to be fully vaccinated. And uh, I know that's really challenging for a lot of folks. I know what the zoo means to a lot of individuals and, and that it's creating a, a bit of a barrier. Um, but this is really about us living um, what we call our four cares. And that first care is for animals. A lot of people don't realize that many of the animals in our care, your Toronto Zoo, are actually COVID susceptible and in many cases are critically endangered species. So taking this extra step to have this other tool in our toolbox to help provide another layer of safety to these animals, that, that is our, our sacred duty and one we take incredibly seriously and um, are, are quite happy actually to have this extra tool in the box to create some more space for them. I recently read the sad story of a rare snow leopard dying in a zoo in South Dakota of COVID. Did this motivate the vaccine mandate? You know what? Our team's been working on this for a long time. And, and throughout this whole pandemic journey, you've seen us internally from during the closures, having split shifts and, and mixing our teams up to make sure we can provide care uh, to the wear a mask because they can't campaign and really uh, pushing those safety measures and that distancing. Uh, again, just another tool. And, and, you know, when you have a 54-year-old orangutan in your care, the oldest in North America, when you have a 29-year-old orangutan who's pregnant, primates, just like us, uh, prone to respiratory illness if exposed, again, um, you know, we were, we were grateful to add this tool to the toolbox and add another layer for them. Because as much as we've been pushing those measures, every once in a while, somebody slips through, and um, we're just not comfortable with that. I know that some American zoos uh, in the middle of the summer started inoculating animals for COVID-19. Is that something that the Toronto Zoo has looked into or has actually participated in? Absolutely. Our team is continuing to look into that. It's, it's not yet uh, in Canada, in Ontario. And that will be another great asset once we can get it here, if we can get it into those animal arms and legs and add that additional piece of protection. Uh, so, so critical. And it is, you know, um, our responsibility when we talk about caring and being that voice for animals to bring those tools online as quickly as we can. And uh, I just can't say enough about our team for their work doing that and our community who, quite frankly, have been really supportive of it. Those who understand our mission, connecting people, animals and conservation science to fight extinction, know that starts with looking after those animals right here in Toronto. You spoke about the primates. I know I'm, I brought up a big cat. Are there any other animals that are susceptible, particularly to uh, COVID-19 in the zoo? Yeah, thanks so much for asking, because this is one of those pieces that, you know, people hear about the policy and I know the personal impact it has on them. But it's really their, you know, them supporting not just the primates, not like not just the cats, the lions, the tigers, snow leopards, cheetahs. Um, but the mustelids, you know, your Toronto Zoo has been raising, rearing and releasing black footed ferrets into the wild. They're an example of a COVID susceptible species. A lot of the swine species, the red river hogs can get it. Some of the cervids, the deer species, as well as bats. So uh, if you think about your zoo and you think about going for a walk around, um, you can't go a great distance without bumping into one of these COVID susceptible species. So having a community that has that extra layer of protection that vaccines provide is just a great addition. 
I know that the mandate covers the entire 2.87 square kilometers zoo property. It is a massive property. Um, and it, it not only has indoor pavilions, but outdoors. Can you explain why, uh, this, uh, vaccine mandate extends outside as well? Cause I think there's some people that would argue, well, uh, what if I just stay outside? How's that going to harm the animals? Yeah, I wish I had a better story than the one I'm going to tell you, which is uh, that everybody was compliant. And we are a massive site, as you've talked about, and um, not public buildings, but totally, you know, there's over 100 buildings on the zoo sites, including those massive pavilions that the guests uh, share with our animals. So being actually able to enforce it from an indoor to outdoor piece uh, just logistically wasn't possible. And in some cases, um, you know, folks just um, not being responsible uh, you know, we've added additional barriers, we've pushed people back, but we still see this as an extra tool in the toolbox. Um, we know that while two meters is the best practice, depending on wind direction, uh, aerosolized um, exhale can go further. So this is just another great uh, level of insurance for our animals. So the vaccine mandate for the Toronto Zoo comes into full effect on the 25th, which is a Monday, a week from this coming Monday. Um, if people are planning to head to the zoo, they're fully vaccinated. What, can you maybe punctuate some of the exciting things that are going on? And we got some new babies to look at. You know what? It's been an incredible time at your zoo. Um, Mila, the uh, young Amber tiger, she's not quite a teenager, but she's growing up so fast. Um, a lot of folks, you know, um, forget that uh, Amani, uh, the endangered Maasai giraffe, was born during uh, our shutdown last year. And, and while she's getting bigger, she's still an incredible, gorgeous animal. And of course, uh, you know, getting into those pavilions and, and joining us on this journey as, as we watch uh, Sakali and she's through her first, uh, first third of her pregnancy, the pregnant orangutan, um, all those animals uh, are looking forward to seeing you fully vaccinated at your zoo. Dolph DeYoung, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. It's been uh, quite a pleasure. Thank you for your support. Have a great weekend. Dolph DeYoung is CEO of the Toronto Zoo, which uh, as of October the 25th, it's a Monday, you're going to have to be fully vaccinated if you're over the age of 12 to get in, whether you're a contractor or just uh, going in to enjoy the zoo. And it's all about the safety of the permanent residents at the zoo, the animals.